good evening ladies and see you all back to virtual screen after so long time and today we have gathered here to discuss something very fantastic and so i'll tell you the story behind it a few months back we all gathered on a whatsapp group to discuss our common bond for finance and investments and from there we got this idea that we should have a session specially dedicated to all the alumni where we'll have finance masterclass and now we have given it a shape and have renamed it as fintalks season 1 so i welcome all of you here and it feels great to see so many people from india joining us today. and to make this occasion more special i now invite dr shraddha shade our advisor to the edia committee to please uh, launch the logo and please declare the session to be open Uh, Nimit, could you please unmute Shraddha, ma'am? Shraddha, ma'am, should be unmute. कहाँ गए Shraddha, ma'am? है नहीं? Yeah, she she is not being visible in the participant list. I don't know why. Uh, uh, she is visible she... to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now I can. Uh, yeah. So, uh, hello everyone. It gives me an immense pleasure. in launching today's fintalks first of its kind educational masterclass of edi alumni association let me let me launch the logo of this masterclass series named as fintalks uh, i'm very glad to be a part of this launching ceremony let me launch first uh, yeah so shall we launch uh, logo uh, phi Four, three, two, and one. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, all right. So we all look right, forward right. for some claps on the uh, screen, at least. yeah so uh, uh, uh friends i think uh, we are already doing entrepreneurs on the go since last year i'm glad that we have started with this series and i feel also privileged to address the opening ceremony of this first session of pentalk uh i believe that we all know we invest somewhere to ready for the manage the uncertainty of uh, of the future but somehow we also always delayed this initiative will surely educate us make us aware about the financial markets and investments participants of this program will learn the art of financial management i believe let's edi alumni plan for tomorrow and invest wisely let me warmly welcome you all on the first series of fine talk i congratulate the entire uh, management organizing committee uh, i must congratulate and thanks to akshay for taking this initiative i on behalf of entire committee i also like to thank nimit the author of the recent launch of the book also uh, ravi teja amit nitesh priyanka who are the panelist of today's session 
I'm sure we will enjoy today's session and learn, and there would be a lot of takeaway. Uh, I also ensure that uh, all the alumni please join for such sessions because it will help all of us to understand. We may, uh, you know, may, this session may give us a lot of takeaway. Your feedback will help us to make it better next series of sessions and we look forward for your feedback also. So congratulations the entire organizing committee and look forward for this series to be a successful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, ma'am. That was an honor to have you here, launch our logo and declaring this session to be open. So now today we have five panelists and before introducing the panelists, I want to introduce you to the topic that we have for the session one, that is let's decode the art of financial management. So there'll be many topics that are very important from the point of view of finance and investments from human psychology on spending savings and investing to uh, like exploring what are the good financial habits and then gaining, gaining the financial strategies and tips from our panelists. So on our first panel, we have Mr. Nimit Brahmbhat, Mr. Amit Lakhani, Ms. Priyanka Maheshwari, Mr. PV Ravi Teja, as well as Mr. Nitesh Desai. So it's all yours, Nimit. Please start. So uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome you all. So thank you for coming also. Uh, so this session, I have planned it uh, based on the ideologies that these investors have, as well as uh, clarifying the concepts that uh, we all uh, have regarding the understanding of the markets, as well as the long-term ideology, the short-term ideology, as well as different uh, investments which we have in physical assets such as gold, uh, real estate, and other things. So this will clarify your doubts. This will give you an ideology. This will make you think and form your ideology as well as if you have any questions, you can write it in the chat box and Akshay Bhai will be noting it. And we'll be asking those questions to the panelists afterwards. So my first question uh, to the panelists is that we, usually have three motives of the money. One is the transaction motive wherein we require money for day-to-day -day transaction. The second is the savings. And the third is regarding investments that we need to do on speculative basis. So let's talk about savings first. So the first question that comes is how you should be saving and how you should be investing the money that is being saved as well as what are the things that are kept in mind while savings based on your age. So basically Priyanka is of my age, uh, Amit Bhai and uh, Ravi Bhai are near the same age. Nitesh Bhai is of uh, more older. So what is the ideology that is kept in mind while savings? Please suggest uh, the whole thing based on your age. So Amit Bhai, we'll start with you. Uh, see, based on my age, uh, see, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the ideology on what, how we should go about it. Uh, usually, up till now, or our elders used to believe that if you are earning 100 rupees, you spend 80 rupees and save 20 rupees. Whatever is left after you spend, you should save. But if you really ask me the concept, I would believe that whatever is uh, your earning, first you should keep something 
aside which is your pure saving and that you should calculate based on your age so if you uh, ask me that the younger people they should save a little less because uh, <clears throat> no they they should save a little more and and do the investments while the people who are aged they will need more money to spend on their medicals and and everything so for them saving would be the amount would be little less this is what i feel ravi bhai we'll start the hi uh, so coming to the savings part uh, i personally i feel like it doesn't depend on age uh, so so what my view is uh, savings is dependent by see ultimately why we should save first of all it is an uncertainty tomorrow is uncertain that's why we are we will save today okay for our self how much savings you need to do on your income dependent on your saving rate should be much more higher uh, than consuming continue continuously for your uh, uh, experiential things or something so in my age doesn't matter uh, savings is must because even you even if they are no dependent at least you are there so so if, if suppose if, uh, if suppose let's say if there is uh, suppose let's say i have the age of 45 and there are no dependents on me then obviously my savings ratio will be very less and try to enjoy more so it is a very subjective thing and age doesn't matter there priyanka uh i agree with both uh, both the parts but uh, on my end i feel like uh, saving should be basically for any kind of goals or aspirations that you have in the future and uh, it should because if you have the money lying idle in your bank account you're not beating inflation at any point and secondly living paycheck to paycheck is also not something that's viable so saving should always be there no matter the dependents doesn't matter what your age is you should always uh, like save minimum of 10% of your income anitesh bhai yes good evening all uh, so in my view uh, personal finance is all about interplay between earnings spendings and saving investments right so we are discussing about saving so as amit and raviteja said uh number of dependents on you so i would uh, rather prefer that saving should be uh, as much as you would be able to cover your next 6 months or 12 months expenses so uh, having experienced the pandemic uh, we all now understand it is it much better that saving uh, or keeping an emergency fund with us is more important so depending upon the age we need to have 6 to 12 months of savings and apart from that our entire saving should be diverted to investments okay so as we understand that we need to save we also need to invest the remaining savings except keeping the emergency fund so according to the rbi data 94% of the indian households do not have uh, their assets 
in financial products rather they have it in physical products that is in physical gold or in real estate or some other products so what is your individual preference whether to invest in real estate whether to invest in gold whether physical gold or gold bond etfs mutual funds or directly into equities so what is your uh, personal opinion and uh, what ratio do you balance so ravi bhai as you are an ria it would be better you start with this question okay so coming to the diversification part how much is uh, required that that can all depends on the subjective thing again uh, depends on the risk profile but personally what i suggest is if uh, your investment horizon is let's say uh, more than 7 years or 8 years like that then try to give more exposure to equities okay equity asset class there are two three advantages here so the thing is if you are investing in financial asset the liquid it will be more liquid assets actually you can withdraw that at any time if you invest in the real estate or something the liquid part is very much difficult uh, so 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 if you have a time horizon of more than 7 years try to be more into the equity even if you don't know about anything about equity go ahead with the index funds with the benchmark index funds and invest in that there are lots of mutual funds where uh, they will have direct uh, relation with uh, passive funds you can say uh, directly in, invest in index even if you observe last 20 years past return uh, index returns also given more than 14 15% returns so even if you even if you don't have any knowledge on equity you can invest in index coming to the other diversification parts if your age is bit high and if you don't have that much risk profile towards the equity and if your investment origin is less then obviously you will go ahead with other uh, uh, products like debt mutual funds or something like that and obviously physical gold and gold etfs and gold bonds were also there so yeah depends on the age and depends on the risk profile of the person that's what i can say so considering your age if you are making an investment what are what is the ratio that you are balancing one more i actually i have given two three variables here one is age and another is the risk profile of the particular and whether i whether you have the, that much risk appetite or not suppose if you have the risk appetite and if you have time horizon of more than 7 years then obviously 80% will be in equity and remaining in debt mutual funds or gold etf like priyanka uh one thing is i would suggest that gold if you are going into gold never go for the etfs always uh, always take the tangible form of wealth wherever possible because metals and whenever uh, it's just that that uh, it works on a fractional reserve system that's a quite complex area to go into but whenever you are investing in gold always take the physical form and secondly you should always have a diversification of all the kinds of assets in your portfolio real estate when it comes to that everyone has a form of real estate or fd in their portfolio by default that's the two pure forms of savings that everyone has to this date uh, so you should always diversify more into equities if your time horizon is long as he said 
but uh, once the horizon starts getting shorter once you are getting closer to your goal you should always shift into the debt market or any fixed return market so that the savings are intact too. yeah yeah so deciding uh, the asset class would uh, depend on the purpose what is the purpose if the purpose is to build wealth or uh, earn higher returns, of course, equity and equity mutual funds are great wealth builders. Yes. So, uh, as Priyanka said, that uh, we should be going for a tangible asset if needed. But ultimately, if the purpose is investment returns only, then there are better forms of gold also. Uh, we can have gold ETF or even sovereign gold bond, wherein uh, in eight years of time, you save 20% of your gold investments. So if the ultimate purpose is to consume gold, then it is okay to have a physical gold. But if the purpose is to get returns of gold, then we have better options of gold ETF and sovereign gold bonds. So uh, Nitesh Bhai, can you shed some more light on gold uh, bonds, sovereign gold bonds? Yeah. So uh, as we all know, uh, we import a lot of gold into India and it, it uh, you know, uh, we have to spend a lot of forex reserve on it. So, government of India has come up with these sovereign gold bond schemes, wherein every one and a half month they issue a gold uh, bond series where people can invest, get the return, and above that, the government of India or RBI will pay 2.5% interest on gold investment every year for the uh, for the period of eight years. Yes. So is there a lock-in period or something? And if it is there, how does it work? So there are two uh, things. One can invest through dematerialized form. And that series is listed on NSE and BSC. So if one applies into dematerialized form, then there is no question of lock-in. One can uh, sell the gold units on an exchange. But if it is a physical form, then one has a lock-in of five years. After five years, one can go for redemption. Amit, by your views? Uh, yes, SGB, uh, I have also personally invested. But uh, I am of the opinion that I think dematerialized form is also having a lock-in period of five years. I'm not very sure. No. Okay. You okay. can uh, Once it is listed, you can sell any time. Okay. Okay. So I have also personally uh, invested in the SGBs and e even I feel that if you are considering gold as an investment and your time horizon is long, so suppose my son is 10 years old, so I am planning for his marriage. So I don't need the gold right after 15 years. So I'll be definitely investing in the SGBs rather than the physical form. The only disadvantage the SGB has over the physical is that if you are going for uh, the physical means not, which is not dematerialized, then the lock-in of five years is that though, then the liquidity is not there. Wherein in the physical gold, you, you can sell it like this, you know, but the, the SGB will save you more money because you are getting 2.5% interest you are saving on the locker cost because if you buy a physical gold, you have to pay for the locker when you when you put it in the bank. So it will it will give you more returns on your investment, the SGB. 
and one of the best part of this sgb is uh, it is totally tax free on maturity yeah so priyanka uh, you said yeah, that i have one thing to add to it it's just a question i have never been in this market myself but uh, all that i know is that if we want investment returns then sgbs or etfs and all these kind of vehicles are a good thing but like you said that if you want gold like 10 years from now so i don't think etfs would be able to provide you the actual form of gold that is the point that they don't actually keep the exact amount of gold that you are actually investing in like the banks don't have the exact amount of money that you have deposited or taken from them the fractional reserve system that exists so the same goes in etf so there is a risk over there that you may actually not get the physical form of gold at maturity so if you want investment returns these are good but if you want physical gold in the future i think there is some kind of a risk i have never been there but it's just a statistics that i read yeah, even etfs i am not very sure because i have never looked into it but sgbs yes i know what is there Ravi, boy, you want to say anything? No, obviously, if you uh, the thing is, if uh, as people said, uh, they have a time horizon, then obviously SGB is very much good. Uh, it is it is what the thing is at the maturity, whatever the price of physical gold on that day, that will be the amount which will be redeemed. Yeah. Okay. So so uh, obviously uh, normally. to my clients whatever uh, if they have a gold chain i obviously prefer sgb or any because there are lots of advantages in that initially i, I will tell two three examples uh, two three comparisons which uh, is better if you go for a physical gold there will be an gst initially on this thing and there will be some making charges etc yeah uh, in physical gold in, in sorry in demetralized form if you purchase uh, rbi will give 50 rupees discount on every gram yeah and one more thing is you can buy in multiples of grams okay one gram also can be possible as an sip also you can do we need series there will be sometimes to call series per financial year so the excess duty is completely exempted and 50 rupees discount from rbi and as nitesh bhai told at the 8 years maturity there will be no tax completely tax free whole white money will be generated without any tax after 8 years and at that time after 8 years if there there will be lots of new models in gold so at the time you can redeem that at the cost whatever prevails on that day and you can go and buy the physical gold and one more uh, advantage is recently the icici bank some other banks also they started giving collateral loans also like gold loan if you go on before it is not there now they are giving that as well so and 2.5% interest which ever permitted by gold so obviously i think it's very much good to go for sgb than uh, other forms of gold if you have a time for and as far as the taxation is concerned uh, those who are into higher uh, income tax brackets uh, getting this tax free amount is very much you know beneficial and the limit for per person i mean per pan card per year is 4 kg of gold so almost 2 crores of gold one can purchase in sovereign gold bond schemes uh, this is for individuals and for non individuals it is 8 kg of gold so so coming to uh, next question that is 
on the other asset class that is uh, the real estate we have seen many financial uh, influencers and other influencers talking about whether it is good to rent a house or to buy a house so what is your opinion that is one of the question of the r that we see on instagram that we have a calculation while they clearly show that renting a house is better according to the capital allocation that we make what is the ideology behind that that uh, why one should uh, rent a house and not buy a house and still according to the data that we have from the rbi people are buying house so uh, what do you wish to say on that amit bhai see uh, in india buying a house is more of an emotional quotient you know everybody will think that okay i i i should have a house of my own but practically if you ask particularly for my review that practically speaking renting is always better because when you are buying a house you are deploying a, a big chunk of capital and and if you are a little financially literate and you can deploy that money somewhere else in which you can get a better return then then it will always be beneficial to rent it out you can you can pay your rent out of the returns what you are getting from that capital but of course you will not get the appreciation factor of the asset priyanka i don't have any experience in real estate i am just a bubbling investor at this point yeah but if given a choice i would always prefer to buy my own house and it's always emotional so we cannot always be completely practical about financial planning anyone would want one house in their name it's just something that measures our level of success that we have achieved so that is one part and uh, yeah but i don't know this is just something that i have heard from my dad that uh, the house that you stay in is not an investment it's an expense so one thing that i uh, talked with him about it was that always save money enough for the margin of your home loan and get the rest amount of money from the banks and the amount that you were actually going to employ towards your house you can put it in investing assets you can put it in bonds you can put it anywhere where you get better returns so instead of renting a house versus that you can actually buy a house and also get money uh, returns on that money that you save ravi bhai yeah there are two aspects uh, in this one is uh, as priyanka uh, said it's an emotion and other is an investing part uh, for me in if you take my me, uh, me as an example if i feel like it's an emotion i will buy one house and for an investment part people may take it as an exam uh, investment and some tax saving for tax saving home loan tax savings etc for that i think it's a very uh, wrong approach to buy a new house for an investment and tax saving purpose um, uh, so so instead of if you are a, if you if you think in an investor for investing angle then house buying a house is not at all a, buying i mean investing in a real estate asset especially without land normally people used to buy an apartment like that that i don't think it's a very good option and people may think that they are saving tax 
for the interest and uh, the uh, principal but they will they can conveniently forget what is the interest expense which they are paying to the banks and the insurance part which they are paying to the banks etc uh, uh, two things if you are an emotional you can buy buy one primary house and uh, if you are an investor don't buy second house and if you are a core investor don't invest in any home rent it and put it put the amount in much more high generating wealth generating assets like equities nitesh bhai you are left uh, yeah very well said ravi uh, as if uh, the decision is rational then one has to go for a rented house and invest the amount and uh, own the house much bigger at a later stage but when you are taking a decision uh, emotionally and given the social pressure and uh, you know social structure of india uh, if there is a, a little bit of saving there is a pressure for owning the house from the family members or relatives and all so one has to decide uh, either emotionally or rationally uh, it is very it is very easy to say that uh, Renting a house and buying a house after fifteen or twenty years out of that investment, but owning a house, अपना घर, खुद का घर, वो एक जो इंडिया के अंदर कल्चर है, तो वो भी साथ में लेके चलना पड़ता है. So we have to balance the decision. If not needed a bigger house, then you can go for a smaller owned house, and then gradually, when you have built wealth, you can go for a bigger house. so coming to uh, next investment class uh, that we have an option of reit is coming up in india that was not uh, very soon in india so recently few years back reit started flowing uh, investment it is also started flowing so in comparison to equities many people are also preferring so what is the yield that uh, is being generated in reits in comparison to uh, equities if you have some example can you please share it with us anyone reits i am not very sure never looked on it normally there are some mutual funds which uh, they have some discussion so parakarik mutual fund but uh, the thing is investment in reits uh, there are some there is some interest in bigger hni clients etc reit uh real estate investment trust it is uh, uh it is reit means uh hni class people they, they have very much interested but normally for retail investors i don't think uh, they are not they are very much interested in reit instead they are buying they are going at directly and investing in real estate asset directly physical asset like home or estate we see one thing the retail investors purchasing real estate asset especially homes etc because they are availing home loans at very easy cost very easily that's why they are purchasing that whereas uh, in reit instead of paying the pmi they may invest in reit as well but the returns were around that depends on i i mean where that uh, uh, reit trust is purchasing the uh, uh, assets like uh, uh, whether they are purchasing commercial where they are purchasing the apartments Development side. 
so normally i think they have and uh, and the thing is the rental yield if you observe in india uh, rental yield especially if you go for real estate like residential thing will be roughly around 2.5 to 3% and uh, and, and in uh, commercial roughly it will be 5.5 to 6% so the rental part and the, and one more thing is not only possessing the uh, assets of uh, this thing uh, that should be occupied as well uh that is also a part in rei so that depends each each uh, uh, product will have the different features but roughly i think um 8 to 10 percent i yeah for a long period of time but comparably compared with the real, real estate uh retail investors there but comparably uh, that will be more liquid assets so coming to the next investment class that is what most of the people might be waiting to hear about that is equities where people are trading as well as investing in long term short term as well as medium term in the stock markets so i remember one thing that the time rakesh junjun wala was present in the india conclave uh, semi uh, event that happened he used to specifically say that people should time the market rakesh junjunwala saying this that people should time the market so how do you time the market as well as if you have an opposite view so what is your view and uh, what is your thinking behind it priyanka Timing the market is easy for someone as Rakesh Junjunwala because he knows everything about it. You cannot specifically time the market if you are a budding investor, just like everyone else. You just have to be like you should just know technical and fundamental, and you can take the stocks that are undervalued. You cannot time when the stock has hit the final low. like any amount of technical analysis that you do you cannot find the final bottom at any point you will have to take uh, investment positions at every low that you get and then that is how you time the market you cannot say that this is the final low even after so many years of experience i have seen people saying that oh no this is not the final so you can buy at every dip and also know when to book profits too at every high that is how you time it so uh, amit bhai see for me if you if you are uh, in the for the long term if you are a investor for and and if you are looking only to the fundamentals of the company you will not be needing to time the market any time so when when you feel that okay uh, the price is good to are going to hold it for long term then then uh, it will always go up if the company is fundamentally good so one one can never time the market accurately yes if you are doing technical analysis and, and if you are a trader then you will obviously study the charts and try to find the bottom and then you know enter and at the at the upper end of the chart you will try to exit but that too uh, you cannot time uh, exactly nitesh bhai 
Yes, uh, I am of the view that nobody can predict the markets accurately. And why should one? I mean, uh, it is for traders only to uh, find out what the market would be tomorrow or the day after. If you are investing for a long term, then uh, if economic growth is there, the markets will chase that growth. So there is no need for long-term investors to time the market. For traders, yes, they need to have some you know, cue uh, where the market is going. So for trading, yes, but it's all a game of probability. So going right in terms of predicting the market, you, you will earn or otherwise you will learn. So Ravi bhai, you have any thoughts? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, the quoting of Mr. Uh, quote of Mr. Junjunwala, whatever he told, actually he is a trader as well as an investor. Maybe trader in him is telling that, but <laughs> as a long-term investor, he never timed the market. So he had the position of a few stocks for more than 10, 15, 20 years as well. Yeah. So, so uh, don't believe everything what they told. Uh, only thing is you do your own fundamental analysis and uh, if you are good, you feel that the company is good and it have a very good growth prospects in the next five to 10 years and stay invested forever. Because I personally know many companies which performed very well, even in bear markets. And I know companies which were, went bankrupt even in a bull market. So don't think that the uh, share price is the market. Uh, share price is the company. The company is different and share price is different. Share price will have lots of factors, but ultimately stock price is directly proportional to the company performance if you see the 10-year, 15-year time horizon. So investing is very simple, but following and executing it is very difficult. It looks very simple uh, to time the market as well, but I think it's very much impossible to time the market, even for big traders and bigger people also. And, and the biggest investment of uh, Mr. Junjunwala in that he never timed the market. Yeah. Right. That is title. So, so many people uh, ask that, when should I start investing? So is it the right time to invest? What price should I invest in? What is a undervalued stock or a cheap stock according to me? And when is it high price? People also say that uh, the PE is very high. Uh, let me share an example. Uh, for Adani Green, its PE value went to 1000 and people were still investing it in it. So what is it that uh, makes, uh, is PE overvalued, overrated or is it uh, still underrated? So what are your thoughts on it? Rai Bhai, we'll start with you. Yeah, uh, personally, I feel this PE ratio is a useless thing. Okay. Uh, see, what the, what people should see is the company, what is the management, what is their growth potential in the next five to 10 years. Don't consider these as any advice if I take some examples of any companies. Uh, in Gujarat-based company, I invested in Deepak Nitrate in 2018. At that time, PE is around 60, 70. Normally, the people who are follow the PE ratio, people used to tell that if it is more than 15 or 20, don't buy the stock. 
but at that time it is 60 now the pe ratio came down to 15 20 like that because eps it is pe ratio is nothing but price to earnings potential if earnings denominator is increasing obviously pe ratio will come down only thing is you have to keep an eye on whether eps generating eps by the companies uh, they have the capabilities or not uh, and normally i used to see the intrinsic value of a company when i am checking the valuation of the uh, company uh, calculating this intrinsic value is very difficult and very very subjective thing as well uh, to give the thing if intrinsic value and if the future value whatever we thought is uh, convenient to me and with respect to the valuation we will invest otherwise we don't see all this pe ratio so coming to pe ratio also very much uh, baseless the, uh, normally people used to see price to earning ratio and price to book value suppose if a company where have the dividend policy where they have the dividend policy of uh, 60% whatever they generate eps in uh, uh, eps uh, per year if they have a if they have a dividend policy of giving that uh, eps of 60% as dividend then obviously book value will be very low but companies making EP, i mean profits cash flow that one more thing is cash flow is very much important whether they are making cash or not many companies used to book i mean show the profits but cash flows may have in different uh, the, the business that depends on each business but uh, cash flows is very much important so if in that case that uh, highly dividend oriented companies book value will be very low and pb value will be very high so these ratios are not that much important see the management and see the intrinsic value and valuations and tap the opportunity priyanka well intrinsic valuation is quite a complex process to go through but uh, if we are even looking at a pe there is it's a double edged sword that if the company has a low pe that there is a possibility that their price has also dipped so it's always better to check why the current pe valuation is there and secondly about the company's management its own industry today nestle or pedalite they are market leaders of their uh, in their own industry so whatever their pe ratio is it doesn't matter they can command any valuation they want because they have no other competitors in that industry secondly you should always break down the current pe levels see if their eps is rising also so it should always be seen as a way of a filtering the companies that you want to see but in the end you have to look at other parameters like debt to equity roc roe and all that other things and secondly your question about adani green that why people are actually investing in it is because news heard behavior people know that adani stocks are going to go up till the next uh, one year or so so people are following smart money that's it there is no other reason why it can command the amount of interest that it is getting now if people were actually rational uh, enough to invest fundamentally amit bhai uh see for me pe ratio okay you can you can judge a company little bit but i feel you should always look for the balance sheets and profit and loss the top line and bottom line that will give you a much more clear idea about how the company is performing rather than looking to these ratios 
<clears throat> so I always look to the complete picture rather than going only for the ratios. And again, uh, in, in, the, in the case of Adani Green, suppose, it is banking a lot more on the future prospects in the, the field they are in. So that is why, you know, the price is also jumping. And basically, older companies, which, which are older, they used to work in a very conventional industries. Now the industries are also evolving heavily. So, you know, this, this ratio fluctuations, fluctuations will be there always. But you should always look to the complete picture while analyzing the company. Nidesh bhai? Yeah, I agree with uh, all of you. Uh, P ratio is one of the factors while we are selecting on a company to invest. So uh, no pilot will start flying before going through the checklist, however experienced he is. So we need to have our own checklist. Uh, like uh, Ravi Teja said, uh, cash flow, positive cash flow generation is much more important than price to earnings ratio. Because uh, a PE ratio can misguide us all. A higher PE ratio does not mean uh, that we should not invest into a company or a lower PE ratio does not mean that we should invest. Because uh, some of the good companies in India are always expensive. But still, if you invest in those companies, you earn a higher return because they become more and more expensive. For example, HDFC Bank, if you, if you track the HDFC Bank for the last 10 years, 15 years, it is on a growth path. So on whatever price you, you bought HDFC Bank, you have made returns. So only uh, deciding whether to invest in a company through P ratio is not sufficient. We need to have uh, a complete picture of a company. Uh, the business model, the quality of the management, product or services, and all that. And given that homework, one should decide that whether uh, he would be investing in this company or not. So, keeping the so there is the first question which I asked. Majority of the investors lose uh, returns because they are waiting for a dip or a correction. So, when should one start? As early as possible. At every dip. So the uh, best day to invest in Indian markets was 10, 20 years earlier. And the next best is today. Yes, correct. Raiwai? Same, immediately. Whatever, uh, that depends on your goals and investment horizon again. Okay? Uh, if you have more than seven years or eight years investment horizon, these type of small, small corrections, uh, uh, whichever may you are expecting, is, doesn't matter much. So having a long-term view and investing at any given point of time, even, even if I say I invest in today. So if I have a long-term view, it is okay to not look into the share price and all, but rather invest in... Look at your share prices when the market is in correction. Just try to employ as much pro, uh, capital as you can and then look at it after three years. Best thing is to follow SIP mode uh, if you are investing in equities or equity mutual funds. Uh, if you are a one-time investor, then try to make it as uh, at least 50% of your investment should be in investments at any cost, irrespective of whatever the market conditions were. And you may time the market with 
with another 50%. And I'm pretty sure that you can't time the market. So whenever you have the dip, then they should have some uh, cash power to deploy some more. Uh, but uh, yeah, in that way you can do. Yeah. So get, uh, to get the best of the both sides, uh, whether up, upside or downside, as Ravi Teja said, uh, one should uh, balance the uh, portfolio. And uh, since I am into mutual funds, I, I would suggest that if you don't have that time to rebalance the portfolio frequently, you can go for hybrid funds, wherein uh, this process automatically takes care of up, uh, upper market and lower markets. When market is high, the automatic profit booking is done. When market is low, automatic uh, debt to equity uh, transfer is done. So uh, I have seen for the last 10 years or 15 years, when you compare the hybrid funds returns and equity funds return, it is almost the same. So with lower exposure to equities, you get higher returns. So uh, there's another thing that uh, people, uh, even though they have long-term uh, views, they still uh, get diverted from their investments. So there is certain kind of emergency which might come, a blue swan event like COVID, where people, even though might have saved, uh, still have less money. So how much should one save? Even though we have saved it in percentages, we have seen that even the savings as a percentage is also less. So what is the minimum amount that uh, one should keep aside considering uh, the EDI alumni, uh, which they might be earning based on that median earnings, what should be the minimum amount they should keep aside? Minimum amount should be whatever you are earning in one month, it should be six times. That should be the minimum amount what you should have in your savings or any liquid thing, which you can redeem immediately when you want not necessarily it should be in your savings account because it will it will not give you high returns but any liquid funds or any anything which you can redeem immediately so there is there are few things that are happening uh, in india so other than thing i wanted to add to that uh, yeah whichever you tell, uh, of course the emergency corpus whichever uh, I told is very much important six months. But, but the basic thing which anybody must possess is the normally these type of uncertainties and emergency expenses will come in the form of health or some person's uh, critical health or uh, the expiry of a product person. So both must have health and life insurance must. Before maintaining the emergency purpose itself, they should have these two things uh, where the uncertainty can be overcome and of course the six months expense whichever is there that also will suffice to to not to disturb these investments so talking about insurance we have only three percent penetration overall in india considering the total insurance market that is there what should be the amount of in, uh, insurance that you should have as cover because even having more is useless and having less is also useless. So what is the adequate amount of insurance that one should have? And whether he should uh, have insurance from 
two or three companies or is it okay to just go for one nitesh bhai yeah so uh in terms of protection uh, i have outlined five things and uh, since we were talking about the emergency fund uh, the savings so if we have the six, uh, 360 degree protection uh, we might not need uh, those emergency funds so in terms of protection the number one thing is one should have sufficient term insurance then uh, one should have sufficient health insurance one should have sufficient personal accident insurance then property insurance and all vehicles insurance so if you have this 360 degree protection uh chances are less that you you need to uh, spend those emergency funds or emergency savings so it, when we talk about the term insurance uh we need to uh, calculate uh, there is a theory called human life value or roughly the thumb rule is uh, 20 times of your annual income should be your term insurance risk cover okay anyone okay. want to add up to this see uh, in the insurance part i would like to add uh, still in india term insurance is not sold heavily and and uh, probably the bankers or or the agents of them they do not promote also and i know the reason because they don't get heavy commissions on that particularly on the term insurance part but if you want to insurance see the basic motive of the insurance is if something happens to me my family should be getting something on which they can live their life so for life insurance nothing but the term insurance will work and see i have also invested in lic uh, uh my father told that okay we will invest in lic then your life is covered but if you look at the returns of the lic it will never be more than 7% roughly so for insurance i will separate the insurance part and the investment part what we usually do is when we take an lic it is insurance plus investment we we always uh, think that way but i would say term insurance uh, again mediclaim and personal insurance uh, personal accident policies are the top ups what you can have along with it that is my take anyone Normally, we used to say that uh, how much is you asked about how much uh, term insurance is required for uh, do you think more than more it is not useful unless it is not sufficient So normally, what we use is in, in your absence, whatever your annual salary is, that into ten times. Normally, in developed countries, this insurance coverage will be twenty times of your annual salary. But uh, uh, that much amount may not be possible for us, uh, uh, depending uh, considering the premiums. Uh, thing. So normally, we suggest like uh, uh, at least ten times of your annual salary, annual income. is a must for your term insurance life insurance coverage and plus if you if you calculate the amount you are spending on the term insurance it will be very 
less compared to what you are giving to other asset classes for your insurance purpose and selecting the insurance company for these insurance is also very much important uh, yeah. uh, there are lots of companies which will give at very low price yeah. but uh, i don't think they will sustain for see if you are taking see in the health insurance the advantage is you can shift in any time i mean after the contract will be between uh, between you and that company will be for one year or two years and after that you can change but life is not like that life will have the tenure of around Uh, depending on your coverage uh, 30 years or 25 years or 30 35 like that so you try to select a standard company uh, yeah. uh, while selecting the insurance, insurance yeah. life insurance part anyone else would like to add any thing So I'll move away. So yes, one line I would like to add uh, yeah. in terms of insurance. Uh, though uh, the uh, popularity is gaining in terms of uh, term insurance, uh, many of the people are of the view that we will uh, take it later. But uh, the golden rule of taking an insurance is you should buy insurance when it is not needed. Yeah, and particularly for term insurance. uh it would be best if you can take as early as possible because you will be in your good health so the premium would also be comparatively less and and you can get the same amount of cover uh if you if you take suppose akshay is 26 27 and if he is earning right now so he can take a cover of say 50 lakhs so he'll have to pay a premium of around 25 30000 rupees a year but if if the same cover if he takes when he is 36 38 then probably this premium amount will go to around 50000 60000 rupees so uh, coming to the next question do you have any uh, questions that a new investor need to ask themselves in under in order to understand their risk appetite whether uh equities is better for them whether mutual funds is better for them either to directly invest in equities or do even sips in equity so is there or are there any questions that one need to ask for self analysis priyanka uh it's it's just like one <laughs> one should actually the first thing about equity is that if that amount of money that you are investing actually goes to zero at some point will you be okay with it is it okay that you, do you have the capacity to cover it right now are you earning enough so only then and then you should go for equities it is not always going to give you multi bagger returns there are certain companies that will close down so if your entire save means entire value that you are investing currently in equity if you have the capacity to stomach the part that it is going to go to zero at some point only then and then go for equities it has a downside risk roy bhai best thing uh, instead of question my best suggestion is go and consult a good financial advisor so that he can take care of all the risk aspects <laughs> <laughs> because it's very much difficult to explain what are all the things uh, they should consider uh, even though if we tell many things but uh, 
there are lots of subjective things to them uh, which which specifically applies to them so there there is no such type of golden rule uh, yeah, how much is uh, that they should allocate to each piece so amit bhai uh yes it will depend you should always ask the question what is your risk appetite and and how long you want to be you know in the investment part and uh, i would suggest that if you are not very knowledgeable about the direct equity market it is always best to go for the mutual funds and and do a religious sip and sip will always give you returns usually what people do is they do an sip and after 3 months 4 months they look at their portfolio it is not growing so eventually they will stop after 6 months 8 months that okay uh, we are not getting any returns why to invest but sip is always for a longer term so if you religiously follow the sip method you will always get returns yes if you are knowledgeable about the equity market you know the fundamental readings you know something about the technical analysis direct equity is a good option but again uh, as uh, priyanka said you should have the uh, jigger to you know lose all the money because it will not guarantee the returns of course uh, one safer way to uh, invest in direct equity is take the number 1 and number 2 in every industry and and invest in that company suppose if you are investing in banking sector you take hdfc and icici or sbi and you invest you can you can also do sip in equities you know you, when you decide okay i will invest 2000 rupees in banking sector every month so you can choose stocks and invest in them and and you can also use small case small case is a good option i have never used but small case gives you the basket of you know different themes different sectors so you can use that and and do sip in equities also nitesh bhai yeah i agree with that uh, so the question is uh, whether one should uh, directly go to the stock market and manage uh, his or her portfolio or one should go to the mutual funds wherein professional management is there uh, who is taking care of uh, the portfolio construction and rebalancing and all that so it depends on uh, one's you know uh, profession whether one gets time for research and to connect with the market frequently to look at the portfolio rebalancing and all that if one can do uh this professionally then one can go directly to the stock market otherwise the best uh, thing is to go for the mutual funds even in mutual funds they have now option for the direct uh, plans yeah wherein, wherein they can save a uh, commission part so uh if they are not having time enough time and research skills uh, of the uh, selection of the companies then they should go for the mutual fund part so considering we are talking about uh investing in equities there is also our portfolio that we have some people say that it should be only 10 companies we should have in portfolio some are investing in 20 25 companies and some are investing in more than that like 50 companies and all and still generating returns so what is your take on it so on a lighter note you should have as many kids as you can manage yeah So uh, same goes with the uh, number of companies one should have in the portfolio so 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 what is your personal portfolio uh, companies number 
that you have in your portfolio? So do as you have of 10 companies or do you have more than 20 or 50 companies? So I, as of now, I have uh, 48 companies in my equity portfolio. Okay. Even and I have more than 30, but a uh, few goof-ups are there. <laughs> so I will get rid of them soon. I have 25. My watch list have around 40 to 45 companies, but I invest only in 12 companies. Invest only in 12, 12, 12, 12, companies. Companies. 12, 12 companies. companies. Yeah. But as Nitesh Bhai said, uh, it, is, it is very true that uh, one should have the time to analyze all the companies in the portfolio. If you cannot analyze all the companies in your portfolio, somewhere you will lose the money. So as a, if someone is directly investing into equities, it is better to have less companies so that yes. you can thoroughly analyze. Yeah. So there are few sectors which are utilities. Uh, there are few sectors which we call, which are growing such as new age industries wherein renewables are growing. Some, even though companies which invest in physical assets do not grow, such as if I talk about an example, uh, telecom sector, except uh, Bharti, Airtel or some other companies have not generated returns for their shareholders. So which are the sectors you personally invest in or look upon? And which are the sectors you avoid? So uh, personally, my portfolio, if I if I look at it, uh, I'm uh, skewed towards my portfolio is key, uh, skewed towards banking and financial sector, and uh, information and technology sector. So most of my portfolio is uh, skewed towards these two sectors. And the reason being, uh, when the economic growth is there, banking and financial sector is the backbone backbone uh, working for the uh, growth of the economy. And information and technology, uh, this is the new age of IT. So uh, it is going to remain there and grow. Priyanka? Uh, market does work in cycles. So this is how you time it, that at every time there is a dip in the market or everyone is very pessimistic about it. There is a turn in sectors that will be bullish for the next cycle. So always try to go for companies that are going to run the next cycle. So of course, the, the companies that underperformed in the previous one, the sectors or industries that underperformed in the previous cycles will definitely get a boost in the upcoming one. So always skew your portfolio towards that. Amit Bhai? Uh, I have personally not categorized my portfolio, but I, I look at the companies which are performing good and which I, I try to find the companies which can generate good returns in the future, looking to the industry what they are in and, and looking to the management and overall, overall financials. And I, I select them, that company. And Ravi Bhai? That's it. Just like Amit Bhai, uh, normally I don't prefer to go in particular one sector. Normally I search for fundamental analysis and bottom-up analysis. So we will see the company first. So 
I don't specifically invest as per this type of sector space investing. Because I'll just give you an example. If you are, you know, uh, reviewing sectoral thing, if you if you uh, consider the IT sector right now, it is it is on a bearish mode. It is it is going down. All the almost all the companies. Yeah. Wipro is almost available at fifty percent of the cost at from the all time highs. So you should look for when when this sector is going to turn around, as Priyanka said, and and if you. If you enter that company at that point, then then for a for a medium term you will get handsome returns. So there's one last question from my side. Considering the past one year, we have faced, we have seen war, we have seen uh, in the past two years we have seen COVID, and uh, we are facing supply side issues. We are. Uh, having news that US might go into recession, UK might go into recession, as well as we are having supply chain crisis. So what is your suggestion to a new age investor or an investor who is starting right now to do at this point of time? Ravi, Get ready with cash. Buy in all dips and uh, stay invested. Even after you invested, even if it falls by another thirty percent, don't fear. Uh, and as I said, if you have a confident on company and if you're fundamentally strong, you can invest. Otherwise, if you don't have any knowledge like that, go on invest in index-based passive mutual funds and uh, stay invested for next five to ten years. Priyanka? Uh, always remember, this has happened in history at some point. And every time that you feel the world is ending, try to get as much cash as you can and invest in the markets. Because somehow, some way or the other, it's going to end at some point. Amit Bhai? If you are a long-term investor, uh, you should not fear at all. Uh, the best way to invest is today. Market 20, 20% bhi girta hai, then you should invest more because that is why that is how you generate good returns and Nitesh bhai so uh, historically if, if we see uh, that Sensex began with 100 in 1979 and in 1993 uh, people were thinking that market is overvalued at 3000 points in 2000 also, people were thinking that market was overvalued at 6,000 points. In 2008 also, people were thinking that market is overvalued at 21,000 points. And today also, if one is starting to invest, they'll think that market is overvalued. But uh, looking down, uh, 10 years down the line, market is cheap today. So as uh, Nitesh Bhai told, <laughs> normally we should invest by seeing the future not by seeing the past if i say the example of what uh Jeshpa told in 2008 in january february sunset is at around 21,000, and by november it came to 8,000 because of the lemon crisis and supply crisis etc but if you see today the people who were invested at uh, January 21, uh, 2008 and uh, people who were invested in September or October 2008, both will be very much positive. 
it's like that yeah so that's all from my side thank you for answering my questions and uh, i'll hand it over to akshay bhai akshay bhai on to you so uh, so that was like a mind boggling discussion the topics like ranged so many like themes and it was really superb to know the wisdom that you all were sharing so now uh, for the next 10 uh, 5 to 10 minutes let's keep the session open then we'll invite palash bhai okay if anyone wants to ask a question please uh, go ahead my users you know first of all i want to compliment for such a beautiful discussion covering a lot of uh, points because you know having spent uh, 15 years in personal finance advisory industry uh, you know this was one of very very good uh, arranged session and uh, yeah you know everything cannot be covered in uh, one session but it's a very good start and uh, uh, in last what ravi teja said that you know during the layman cl- clash you know the people who have invested before the clash uh, crash and the people who have invested during the crash if you see after you know 15 years their you know uh, return on investment will not be much vary you know if you if you are a long term invest investor timing the market can be a time consuming activity where you will spend a lot of energy but end of the day you may not see the result over a long term Uh, on that note i want to share an a uh, small event which i was witness to you know i was in a party once upon a time you know on a uh, you know with uh, legendary investor uh, mr junjunwala you know after the he had delivered a session and you know over the over the cocktail party you know with a glass in his hand we were having a discussion and one of the lady you know who barge and you know asking her that you know sir can you suggest the name of the script should i invest into so you know junjun was said you know ma'am you know you know whatever script you feel comfortable you invest into that that lady came again and again so mr junjun wala said to her that even if i tell which script i am investing you will still not make the money because you never know when i will exit that script correct so you know timing the market goes in both the way when to enter and when to exit and if you don't know and if you don't have time find out a trusted advisor and let him do the timing the market work for you uh i will i will add one more thing here i oh. written one article on how uh, what are the factors you should consider while following a successful investor and whether you should follow or not the people who were, were asking the scripts like that they should read that article i will share and uh, if they can take follow so are there any questions from the audience or shall we close the session we we have jinesh bhai we can have some words of wisdom from jinesh bhai jinesh bhai maybe he has left I think Rohit has some question. Someone raised hand. 
Yeah, I can I ask? Uh, yeah, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah. See, see, I have a question. See, uh, of course, you got to buy insurance very early in life so that it's uh, less costlier. But then at that time, 10 times your salary probably is one crore at that point. But today, when you are, say, 40, 45 plus, you are, the one crore is uh, not going to cover anything mm -hmm. compared to, suppose if, I, if, if the person uh, demise is there who's earning. And uh, the one crore, because inflation has in, increased so much that it doesn't cover much. So at 45 or later in life, how do you manage to take additional cover, which indeed is going to be very expensive? Uh, is there any way to reduce the cost of that by saying a limited term, at least till retirement? Because you need insurance till you retire, or at least a few years after retirement, unless you have met all your goals. So how do you plan buying the second line of insurance, life insurance, because the inflation has increased and you need you still need a cover. Can I answer that? Yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, what uh, uh, Mr. Rohit told is 100% correct. The inflation part, etc. See, normally insurance should take only if you have any dependence. And uh, till you have a dependence on your, suppose if your kids and all were uh, very much uh, independent and uh, they are not dependent on, you don't need any uh, dependence. Okay, and uh, well, and as Nitesh Bhai told in the initial when discussing about the insurance, human life value, whatever uh, the calculation part will be there. So people should, I mean, like uh, they should consider and they should uh, calculate that at the real time. Even uh, even if you take the insurance uh, later part also, they should consider checking that HLV human life value. And at that time, you will get to know whether the insurance is whichever you took before is sufficient enough or not. If it is not sufficient, you should have to take a fresh policy or a fresh thing uh, to cover all that listing. Uh, why we take 10 times of that things? In your absence, at least your dependent should be safe for at least 10 years. That is what the concept is, as idea is. And uh, human life value should be considered dynamically every year uh, at, at the time of renewal. And as uh, in IRD, as per rules, you can take uh, uh, insurance coverage up to 25 times, uh, depending on your income. So there is no uh, problem, you can uh, take, but of course premium will be high, but we, we can't do it. And that is why, see, uh, apart from the insurance part, that is why investing is, is important to you know, cover your uh, future expenses. Yeah, I, I get in the investment part aspect. Yeah. I hope I we, we cleared your query. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's still, it's still uh, hazy in terms whether you should really pick up. It depends on how much cash you have, how much investment you have. And sometimes it might be just an expense because nothing might happen. I mean, of course, COVID has happened, but uh, uh, it, it's, it's investments should stand out as Amit said, as, as a, as a alibi for lack of uh, insurance as you um, grow over the age, you know, because, and, and I fully agree with Ravi Teja, it's, it depends 
completely on the goals that you have set. If you're done with all your goals uh, in terms of responsibilities, I think uh, you don't need it as much. That's it for me. Thank you, guys. I have a question to Priyanka and Nimit. So, uh, Priyanka and Nimit, you are also like, uh, you also started while you were at EDA, right? In your final year or after that. So, of course, you were particularly focused into going into investing, trading, and markets. And what about those people who are just new uh, in our age? Should they be like understanding first fundamental or should they be going for the fund managers? You should understand both of them while going. If you want to go for the direct route, directly going for the uh, investing, then you should learn what is fundamental first. And then you should actually get into the technicals. But yeah, fundamental analysis should be the first part if you're going for direct investing. Akshay, what the thing is, uh, in this case, we, we can't tell when you're ready to go into direct equity. Okay. Uh, suppose, uh, I will tell you one example. Suppose if you have a book, okay, and uh, that book has around, let's say, in ideal case, uh, I, will, I will tell, uh, suppose that book has around 100 pages. If you read 10 pages, it means that you have 10% of knowledge of that book. Suppose if you read 50 pages, you have 50% of knowledge. Suppose if the, if, if the book pages are not defined and it is infinite, then how can you say that uh, how much knowledge is sufficient you have? The person who is in 200th page know that you are in 10th page. And someone in 2000 page will know that I am in 200. So it is a continuous process. So we can't tell when you are ready to invest in direct equity. It is completely subjective thing. If you are confident, then go on it. It is completely fine. Like mix of both, right? Yeah. See, uh, I would always. Uh, your question was how how one should start, right? Mm -hmm. Right, sir. When you start earning, <clears throat> the best way to start would be to catch a mutual fund and start an SIP because then your primary focus when you start earning would be to get a experience on your industry in which you are working. So you will not be able to give so much of time to direct equities. So first thing of investment, investment side would be to get a good mutual fund and start an SIP on that. Of course, in that mutual fund thing, you can select a sector in accordance to your uh, mutual fund manager or whosoever you are consulting and start an SIB in that. Once you are, you know, getting some free time from your work, you can, you can study the fundamentals and you can look to the equity market. And after studying the fundamentals, then you can enter the direct equity market. Right. Perfect. So, so my first, uh, as I started during EDI, 
so my first opinion would be to go into mutual funds and look for the fund manager with uh, whom i share the same ideology or read certain news and how they talk and what is their investment ideology and invest with that particular mutual fund manager and the second thing that i'll be start learning regarding the equities the first thing i would understand even in equities is the sector which i am in doing business in so probably i'll start looking with the first sector that i am into business with uh, whether it is good to be a supplier of that sector or uh, whether it is good to be in that main particular business so if i talk an example about it so it is better to be boeing rather than indigo aviation so that's my viewpoint you can start with mutual fund you learn then you discover many other sectors you take uh, knowledge from other people have an ideology formed and then start investing into equities right right let's open to everyone like if anyone wants to then they can unmute themselves and ask mukti ma'am sanjay sir siddharth bhai vipla bhai bhavik bhai are they able to unmute themselves limit yes yes please unmute everyone so everyone can unmute themselves and ask or else uh, we shall invite palash bhai and we'll close the session i just want to congratulate on information aur kai sari cheeze thi jisme doubts clear hue kyunki sabhi naye hote hain to confusion rehta hai kab shuru kare क्या यही राइट टाइम है और रियली आई एंजॉयड इट और पिक्चर के कुछ डायलॉग है जो मेरे जीवन में मैंने रखे थे स्टॉक मार्केट के लिए तो हर बार जब डीप आता है और अब जाता है तो मैं सोचती हूँ पिक्चर अभी बाकी है मेरे दोस्त जब लोग बात करते हैं कि ये जो भी हमने आगे बात की कि वॉर हुआ या कुछ भी हो पर आप वाउट मार्केट को देखोगे इंडियन मार्केट कभी रुका नहीं है If you are investing long term, तो definitely you are gaining. और जैसे आप सब लोगों ने बताया कि जैसे भी आप कमाना शुरू करें start, you know, थोड़ा सा fund भी mutual fund, एस आई पी सो रियल इन्फॉर्मेटिव आई थिंक ये हमारे टाइम पे उस टाइम पे होना चाहिए था क्योंकि अभी जब बैचेस की बात कर रहे तो मुझे लगता है हम पुराने जमाने के जेलर है जैसा फील होता है कई बार सो इट इज रियली वंडरफुल एक्सपीरियंस और जितने रेशियोस की बात हुई है तो एक्चुअली वो भी हम जानना चाहेंगे वो सीखना चाहेंगे कि कैसे स्टडी करना चाहिए सो so, वो भी एक कंसर्न uh, था कि ऐसा भी कुछ टॉपिक रखे जिससे ये रेशियोस भी हमें पता चले और हाँ हाँ और रियली मुझे इतना मजा आया और प्रियंका रियली हेट्स ऑफ यू इतनी कम उम्र में द नॉलेज यू आर शेयरिंग एंड द वे यू योर थॉट्स आर रियली इट्स लाइक ग्रेट लाइफ अहेर फॉर यू और बहुत मजा आया मैं फर्स्ट टाइम सबसे मिली पर रियली मेरे काफी सारे कॉन्सेप्ट क्लियर हुए काफी सारे डाउट्स भी क्लियर हुए और 
मैं देखती हूँ कि अभी आगे और सीखने को मिले इट्स रियली ग्रेट और कॉन्ग्रेचुलेशन अक्षय बहुत आपने मेहनत की है इसके पीछे भी सो ऑल ऑफ यू थैंक यू सो मच फॉर दिस वंडरफुल सेशन और और लास्ट में मैं दो बातें कहना चाहता हूँ एक अपने बिजनेस में भी आप जिस फील्ड में एंटरप्रेन्योर कर रहे हैं उसमें भी इन्वेस्टमेंट करना ना भूलिए बिकॉज ये सब सुन के ऐसा लगेगा कि हमारा पूरा हम वहीं इन्वेस्ट करते हैं और बैठ के आराम से रिलैक्स करते हैं सो so, उसको मत भूल जाइए अदरवाइज लेट एस नॉट एवरीबडी ट्राई टू बी झुंझुन वाला और सो यू नो डू योर बिजनेस ऑल्सो एंड सेकेंड थिंग देर इज अ वेरी गुड व्हाट्सएप ग्रुप यू नो रन बाय अक्षय ईडीआई स्टॉक्स सो जो उसके मेंबर नहीं है वो अक्षय से जानकारी लेके उस व्हाट्सएप ग्रुप में ज्वाइन कर ले लॉट ऑफ डिस्कशन ऑन दैट ग्रुप एंड यू नो आई केम टू नो यू नो अवर यू नो लॉट ऑफ पीपल आर इन्वेस्टर्स यू नो अमित लखानी एंड यू नो यू नो लॉट ऑफ पीपल मुक्ति यू नो दे आर डूइंग लॉट ऑफ गुड इन्वेस्टमेंट एंड शेयरिंग लॉट ऑफ इन्फॉर्मेशन इन दैट ग्रुप सो यू नो इट बिकॉज कैसा है कि हम ईडीआई के थ्रू एक दूसरे को जानते हैं कहीं ना कहीं यू नो वी नो दैट वी गॉन थ्रू सेम एजुकेशन सिस्टम और सेम इंस्टीट्यूट देर इज सम काइंड ऑफ अ कॉमन बॉन्ड you know in the earlier batches we have not met our juniors and seniors but you know over a period of time we have that bond we have little bit of trust so jab kya hota hai ki aap ek safe environment mein aapke investment achievements aur aapke investment blunders share karte hai to ek dusron ke liye bhi ek learning hoti hai aur wo bhi aapse fir comfortable hoke aapke unke investment achievement aur investment blunders share karenge and in, in you know investment game is all about learning from others mistake yeah so thank you very much thank you thank you for those words <laughs> really very really nice so uh, yeah mukti ma'am actually um, yeah we have decided that there will be two or three things one that you told that about ratios so yes uh, nimit has planned one on fundamental analysis then one we have specially on insurance also and then yes there are specialized uh, theme specific also and like there are technical analysis sessions also planned for them So yes, we'll be going. The next session will be very great, and yes, there are more surprises coming for all of you. Uh, Akshay, uh, Viplav, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, these days, yeah, these days, uh, I've also come across uh, many uh, individuals and organizations who are talking about AI bot uh, uh, trading, trading? Uh, algorithm. Yeah, algo trading. Yes. And Nimit Priyanka, you can tell more. so uh, how how uh, engineered are they and uh, how can we follow them or use the platform uh, and i mean invest i think basically it is for trading but is it also for investment and i i would like to know and we can also have it as a topic algo trading hmm. um algo trading is uh, basically for timing only timing the market and also removing the emotional biases out of trading so whenever we are trading we have certain biases that work at a disadvantage like basically that if you have a particular if you are in a loss making investment and you have put in a lot of money so emotionally we are attached to it and it's hard for us to book losses in it so that is where algo steps in and they know exactly that this is the point where you have to cut losses 
लॉन्ग टर्म इन्वेस्टिंग इज प्योरली फंडामेंटल एंड फंडामेंटल एनालिसिस इज वेरी सब्जेक्टिव इट कैन नॉट बी पुट इन टू कोड बट ट्रेडिंग एंड टेक्निकल एनालिसिस कैन श्योरली बी रेप्लीकेटेड इन टू कोड I don't know how to get use of it, but there are uh, major brokerage firms. All of them have certain algos set up already. So, okay. algorithm trading is particularly used for short term, like uh, Priyanka said. That is for futures and options, which majorly they use, and even uh, companies, and even invest in companies and get out of the companies which. do not have strong fundamentals to support uh, their share prices so basically they are used for that because they are volatile shares which we know of and uh, other than that uh, currently it is being used in cryptocurrencies other than the equities so algorithm trading is used for this purpose but uh, as priyanka said that it is to cut off our emotional uh, attachment to a company we sometimes fall in love with the company even though it is not performing well so algorithm trading helps in that particular thing uh, but basically for short term okay thank you thank you nilatan priyanka uh, but certainly we uh, should we have it as a um, academic uh, discussion i mean for the future uh, sessions didn't get you please could you repeat please uh, the uh, the question of viplav is can we add this particular subject as a discussion for the future session it can be a part of technical but i think analysis. it can be a part of technical analysis because uh, see algo algo is nothing but you are you are setting a logic in the computer you know when mm. when a share hits some price you buy and when the share hits this particular price you sell it off okay it is just like that okay, so basically it is just for uh, trading and as it as is more, it is it is 100 it is 100% for trading so it works mm. you know uh, maybe for intraday or or swing not 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 more than uh 7 days or few days okay 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 i have a word of caution there are a lot of people who have learned recently algo trading and they are poaching the customers and offering them as a you know making get rich quick uh, scheme so uh, you know last week somebody approached me for that so just as as it's a it's a algorithm or a, you know spell is subtle and what he say away you know and follow the basic steps you know it's a high risk game actually uh, or it it is actually for reducing the risk but you know you need to know it you know it's a sophisticated game yeah that, 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 that is how i got interested because now and then on instagram and youtube people reading and they saying they are minting money and they they'll help others also minting money and that is where my curiosity came up about this uh, ai bot and algorithm yeah, you know you know i will suggest everybody to go on google and search for tulip mania you know there is a the, in the past you know you search google tulip mania you will understand that you know get rich scheme works for the people who design it normally 
so so uh, recently uh, because we are talking about the get rich quick so recently nitin kamat posted uh, on his linkedin profile that there was a user who said that uh, in the get rich quick scheme people are uh, posting fake screenshots so what should the brokerage firm or any other firms or sebi or rbi should do about it but uh, as nitin kamat explained that it is very difficult to control all these screenshots or the fake screenshots that uh, some of the companies that are not white listed by the rbi are circulating it and uh, it is very difficult and uh, i'll just suggest that not to get hold of uh, getting uh, quick rich so yeah, you know when true. when you have your bone fracture do you go to orthopedics or you go to any hard vaidya type think <laughs> about all those things you know go to a qualified guys yeah to all the experts one more thing i mean um, in in our future sessions and uh, uh, can we also so have uh, uh, commodities and forex uh, in uh, uh, discussion fin talks uh, because that also is a uh, great avenue of yes is yes. actually uh, weplavai we have got some references also from mayur sir has also given references and from first batch also we have got some references so we'll be scouting like who is an expert on what topics so of course we'll take these things also commodities and forex of course yeah we'll think yeah. about thank you thank you thank you sir like should we like uh, i'll give the introduction and the profile of all the panelists on the group you can also approach them later okay and uh, so should we like close it nimit okay so first of all thanks to all the panelists and thanks to all the alumni who have joined us for today's session it was like a month in making and making this possible was um, like because of the help that we received from palash bhai and the committee if bhavya di is here thanks to her also we have a designer pakshal also he also like made a great effort and so like now i would like to call palash bhai to please give the vote of thanks to the panelists and to the alumni and please close the session hi guys how's you how's the video so it was superb session i was hearing from last half an hour so i was late so sorry for that and basically i was i went for the cradle meeting today and we had a we are planning for some mou with alumni and the cradle association right now so we are planning in that meeting so today's presentation was best from the nimit priyanka uh, then amit bhai ravi bhai and nitesh bhai so thanks a lot for the first session and it was a great kick start by akshay and nimit for this fin talks we are having last meetings since last two months but back to back देख रहे हैं मजा आ गया कि निमित और ये क्या बैकबोन है यानी दोनों के और बहुत अच्छी चीज रही और ये हल्दी सेशंस नेक्स्ट टाइम और होने चाहिए सेम टू सेम और चाहता हूँ कि वापस जितने मेंबर्स आज जुड़े और वापस सब और मेंबर्स को भी बुलाए सेम फील्ड पे एंड वी कैन हैव वेरी मच हेल्दी टॉक्स नेक्स्ट टाइम ऑल्सो सो थैंक्स अलॉट ऑल द पैनलिस्ट थैंक यू 
like officially uh, um, just one last thing that next session like after 15 days plus right next session we can plan after uh, almost around 15 november that would be okay. great because diwali is hereby within a 7 days so public aayegi hmm. or it will be almost around 15 days so we can put around 15 november no today is 15th so uh, 15 it goes november, to 30th yeah i am talking about november one month gap yeah any kitna members hai because involvement will initially hona chahiye so we will discuss it out and we will let you know the dates hmm right right okay और मयूर भाई और इस सब के भी इनपुट्स बहुत अच्छे रहे गुड गुड तो मेरा यही कहना है कि नेटवर्क और नेटवर्क दोनों अलग ही चीज है वापस जो भी है खुद की लगा दीजिए और सही टाइम और सही मौका मिले तो उसके पीछे छोड़ना नहीं चाहिए फंडामेंटल्स तो आएंगे और साथ ही साथ आपके पास कनेक्ट अच्छे हो तो छोड़ना भी नहीं चाहिए पीछे और नितेश भाई ने अभी एक बताया था मैंने अभी जो ध्यान दिया था थोड़े से या मयूर भाई ने कुछ अच्छे से बताया था कि क्या बोलते हैं अपने झुंझुन वाला जी जो थे उन्होंने ये चीज बोली थी हम कब एग्जिट लेंगे वो एग्जिट वाला मेन पॉइंट है और यही फील्ड ऐसा है कि एक साथ लग तो जाते हैं लोग बट जब भी बाहर निकलना हो तब आप वो दिन याद आता है कि यार ये कब निकल गया और मैं कब रह गया तो राइट टाइम पर राइट डिसीजन लो और आगे बढ़ते जाओ सही बोले साथ में मिलके कुछ अभी अच्छा एक चीज कर रहे हैं तो नोटिस पे हम ना आप लोग इन्फॉर्म करेंगे तो विप्लव भाई बहुत अच्छी मेहनत कर रहे हैं और कुछ बहुत बड़ा काम करने जा रहे हैं वैसा है तो प्रोबेबली नेक्स्ट वीक यू कैन शूट दैट पोस्ट इवन अगर अगर वो टर्न अप होती है तो एंड वी विल लेट यू नो ओके ओके नमित इट्स ऑल योर थैंक यू अक्षय थैंक यू Thank you, thank you, everyone. Thank you to all the panelists for giving your time. Thank you, Akshay. Thank you, all the panelists uh, and the speakers. One thing I would like to add here, sorry. Uh, we would be circulating all the panelist information on uh, every group right now. That yeah, is yeah, what yeah. we can do, and we will circulate so that people can get in touch with them. Sure, I'll do that. I'll share their contacts. Sure. Hey, so. bye bye enjoy your evening let's from monday sure. let's start in this bye, that's all for today bye thank bye, you everyone. bye bye bye